Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Ballers Corner. Got myself, we got Carell and we got Tony and we're here to talk about purple patches. Now this is a term that gets thrown around quite loosely. We hear it a lot. I feel like it's used to, you know, downplay certain players and to to make it seem like they're not as good as um, they're made out to be and yeah to like belittle them um, a little bit I would say um, and we we had this conversation recently in one of our group chats because um, we were watching Son um, you know do what he did against Arsenal and the topic came up about whether Son is like world class um, and you know, on one hand, we were talking about Son making the step up this season. And, you know, he's he's had a good spread of goals and whatnot. And, you know, he's going for the golden boot. Um, and in the past seasons, he's got like 10 goals, 10 assists minimum. And a few others disagreed and said, you know, he's still like a purple patch player. He scores in like bits and, yeah, he's just not fully consistent. Tony Carell, what do you think about Son? <laughs> Human Son. Human Son. I like him. Let's not get me wrong. Um, I actually kind of came across Son when he was at Hamburg. Um, but actually, the, the Bundesliga highlights used to be on ITV4, for those that remember. Uh, they used to have that German woman that used to do the comments, uh, do the, like, um, what do you call it? Do, like, the, I don't know what it's called, but... Yo, Tony. Yo, they're going to start calling us old, you know. It wasn't even that long ago. It was like five years, five, six years. Okay, maybe longer than that. Eight years ago. Back in that 2014, right? The, they used to have a German one that used to come and present the Bundesliga highlight show on ITV4. And it used to be on like a Monday evening at like 8 p.m., 9 p.m. And I used to watch it all the time. And that's the first time I came across him and song. You know what? I liked him. I did like him. His first season at Tottenham was a bit tough and he blew up. Um I just don't think, and Corral can, Corral and I think are like in a lot of these situations, yeah. I don't think, all right, and when we say world-class, right, everyone has a different definition of world-class, and we think world-class has been a bit watered down recently. Like every Tom, Dick and Harry has been called world-class. Uh, I'm quite strict. I only believe there's about 11, not even that, I believe there's about eight world-class footballers on, like, on planet Earth. Son is not one of them. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I think he's the tier, maybe two tiers down from that. He's in that Yota tier, you know, the, the Diogo Yota tier. Like, Yota isn't a superstar, but he's still a good footballer. I, I think that's harsh, that though. Why is that I hard? also think that's harsh, man. Because I think, I think, I think he's in that weird spot, yeah. I know what you're trying to say, but I think he's like above Jota, but below the, the other top, the, the top class wingers we're talking about. And I think, like, he's in the middle ground. There's not I think many. he's got. I think he's just got a good personality and a good partnership with um, Harry Kane. And like you know, there's a funny thing on Twitter where I saw a tweet saying Lukaku will score your goals, but what are they for? And I look at Human Song stats, right? 
<laughs> and I was surprised. I'm like, wait, wait, I followed the Premier League the whole season. Where did he get 21 goals from? I even forgot he scored against United. You know that? <laughs> so I think with Sonia, like, He's a, he is a great, he's a good footballer, first of all. We're not, this, the people do these things where we're like, when we say a footballer isn't world-class, they think that we're talking, we mean he's dead. That's not what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to say he's good, but let's, let's simmer a bit. You get me? That's what yeah. I think. I, I agree as well. And for me, bro, the thing is, the output is consistent, right? And that's fair enough. Uh, but I do believe, like, you can put consistent output out without being world-class and I think this season they're trying to use it because he's cleared 20 goals in the Prem and whatnot but again like I would need to see that three seasons in a row for me to be like okay cool you've put yourself in that conversation he's do, a good do, you, do you judge this is another thing it's like the the stats versus the eye test right because I don't judge footballers by how many seasons and output they bring out some footballers you just look at and you're like, but you can kind of call it the eye test if you want. It's not vibes. Some footballers you just look at and you're like, this guy's the real deal. You get me? Yeah. No, I mean, without them having similar outputs, you just, of, I just, I just feel like you just know. No, of course. Like, obviously, the key example would be like someone like Benzema, isn't it? It's not because he's right. scoring 30, 40 goals now. I'm saying he's world class. I've been saying he's been world class for the last decade, where, yeah. regardless of the season where he scored like eight goals or whatever it was, because I can see the things that he brings to the game. Mm. Now, Son is a weird one because he has ability. Do you get what I'm saying? Left foot, right foot. You know, he uses his pace well. He can finish. He can do these things. But I don't, like like you're saying, there's something for me as a player watching him that's missing. And I think the only thing that I could realistically put him in that conversation would be output. Because, like, that's how most of the players are getting in that conversation nowadays, bro. Like, uh, if I compare it to, like, a left winger of, like, the previous, like, Premier... Not previous era, but, like, a few years ago. Like, Hazard, for example. Like, he was world-class bar that 15-16 season. Every season he played in the Prem. He was playing yeah. to a world-class level in it. But the numbers never said it until his last season where he scored, was it, like, 15, 17 and 15 or 13 yeah, assists or something yeah. like that. Then people are saying, oh, that's a world-class player. That's why he's going for 150 million. He was going for that kind of money without those numbers because of what he can bring to the game. Mm. But the game is chipped. I think we spoke about this on previous episodes where people are using the stat sheet or players are using the stat sheet to throw themselves in conversations that they they, they shouldn't be in if we're taking that out of it. And for Son, for all the games I've seen play well in, I've watched enough where he's a non-factor. Mm. And when I watch Harry Kane next to him, who is a world-class striker, yeah, I can't look at him and say, you are in the same bracket, but for your yeah. position. Facts. Like, like, if he was the best player at Tottenham and there was no other world-class players and he was the best player, it, it would help his argument more. But I'm seeing a world-class player right next to you. And even last season where he did put up numbers as well, it was through Harry Kane's world-class play. Even oh, even even Ericsson before he left Tottenham. I know Ericsson's that last season with Jose didn't go really well. But like when it was the Son, Ericsson, Kane, slash Ali, quadruple, like the two that stood up, stood out was Ericsson and Kane. And then Son. You can try to tell me this all oh, he wasn't established back then or all this nonsense, but like you're right. 
like you just some footballers are just juggernauts and some footballers are good but they just don't have that aura they don't have that I don't know what the word is Panesh <laughs> well, I feel like with with Son I mean with Ali again a lot of off the ball movement right with Son again a lot of off the ball movement Kane and Ericsson were more on the ball you know doing like they were the ones creating these chances it's very difficult when you're judging a player that doesn't really play like on the ball too tough or you know their their best traits are like their movement and stuff look at Jared Bowen for example he's a really good player but he doesn't have standout pace he doesn't have you know the best 1v1 dribbling ability but his movement's crazy I mean you're you're really gonna see that he's underrated all the time gone but Jeff, you see with that though, one, Jared Bowen's not being put in that conversation. Jared Bowen's just about getting in the, he should be in the England squad conversation. We're not putting him in the world-class conversation. So his mean. underratedness is like, of the sense of what people think he deserves, which is the England call-up and whatnot, is not crazy to say. But to say a man should be in the world-class bracket and using the fact that he's an off-the-wall player, because you turn around, people say, let's use, I, I know he's a striker, but like Jamie Vardy, for example, yeah, scores a bag of goals every season. I think he's got like 14 from 18 starts this season or something like that. No one is has ever said he's a world-class striker. And nah, he's an they, have. Player. they have. I've got a good memory, no, man. They've, no, but no, let's, no, I'm saying in the sense of like, bro, let's not... You know, we're, we're ballers corner, bro. We don't look at football Twitter and these men that try and throw mad things out. I'm saying the world view has never been... Um, Vardy is a world-class striker. Like, it's never been that. But he scores goals. Why is that? Because there's something in... Like, even though he's so good at what he does, yeah, people will just look at it. I just went, though. He's just a centre-forward. Like, he does what he does. And with Son, it's similar in the sense that, yeah, you go getting goals, but what is your USP that puts you in that conversation? Because Son doesn't... I feel like I'm disrespecting because I really do like him, but it's like... He doesn't do anything that other, like, that no one else can do. And I it's think also, in the World Class bracket, you have to have that it, part it's of your two game. Things. It's two things. First of all, we need to identify what World Class actually means for, for the people following. Because obviously, like I said, everyone's got two different, everyone's got different definitions. And secondly, I think about Son as well. Son is repertoire is higher than I believe it should be due to, you get footballers, they get overhyped for a catalogue of goals they score, right? So Son's got a great catalogue of goals. The the run from his own half against Burnley, the run from his own half against Chelsea, the I think he scored one screamer against um, a couple men. I, I can't remember. From the top of my head, I want to say like Newcastle or something. His goal against um, City in the Champions League, like he's got a repertoire of high-class goals that sometimes inflates a certain person's value. I call it the Coutinho effect. Like, don't get me wrong. I no, actually, fuck it. I'm gonna say Coutinho. I've never really been that impressed by him. Like, yeah, was he good at Liverpool? Yeah, I'll give him that. But bro, if it wasn't for all the pingers that he was scoring from 30 yards, do you get me? Anyway, what what what? Don't, we don't take us there today, bro. Don't take us there today, bro. Oh, uh, that no, no, no. That's why I quickly had to come out because if we if we spoke about continue this podcast would be four days long. So <laughs> we have to identify first of all what we mean by world class for people that are listening. So my personal um, 
high class world class as the highest pillar. Like you get people that say elite world class and then great footballer. I put world class above elite. World class, you are part of a select few. When I say select few, maybe top, there's only six, seven of you where you are the best footballers on the planet. You get minutes every single Regardless of position. Regardless of position. You it get has minutes. to be regardless. You get, minutes. you get minutes at every single team on planet Earth. Like, you're basically untouchable. That's you know what, what World is, Class is. You know what it is, yeah? I know, Jeff, you just said regardless of position. It has to be, bro. It has because to be. there's certain positions, bro, you go past top three, four, yeah, you're scrambling for names. And they're not World yeah, Class. Like, yeah. like right backs. Tell me, tell me three world class right backs. You're struggling. I hear that. No, I do so, hear that. And and son, to be fair, if you want to say he's, he's an elite winger, I would not be mad at that because he does give you the out the the output of you know there's someone that can benefit the team at year in year out. But world class is do you know. The, it, there has to be a question mark over that for a little while because you, first of all, you have to have the ability. Then it's the consistency. Yeah. And I, I just struggle to put him there. Like, even like, it's going to sound mad yet. Someone like Mo Salah, I've struggled to put I him there. I've he, he done it. He's done it for year in, year out. I know this year he's had a slump after Christmas, yeah, but he's done it year in, year out to the point where I can no longer deny him. I feel like a madman denying him. All I can say is, He's not a good footballer, like outside of scoring. But <laughs> I can't deny him anymore. The things with Son, like he's not, he's he's not, he's just not but there. And it's not. You know what's mad, and this can be a hot take if you want it to be. I think Son. I don't think Son's far away from Salah personally, but I'm that because I just can't. Where Corral has, I just can't. Admit I'm a football purist, and football purists just can't admit Salah's world class, bro. <laughs> Not because, so but what I mean, sorry, just quickly go about it, it's like there's definitive footballers that you don't there's no argument for, and that's because they generally are. If you could debate with me that footballer's world class, is he world class? So for example, if I said to you, is Virgil van Dijk top five footballers on planet Earth? What would you say? Yeah, he shell down. He's number one in his position. Oh, no one. No, when you said top five football on the planet Earth, I'm speaking. Yeah, I can't. I can't But I get what you're saying. Him over. No, but like someone like someone that there's no argument over in regards to who's the best in his position is Virgil. Virgil go. Yeah. He walks in everywhere he goes on planet Earth. So that by fact makes him world class. You get me? Yeah. Yeah. And, and like, I think that that argument of like, um, if if a player can play in any team, yeah, or like could go to any team and start. I think is a is a fair way of looking at it. Obviously, there's exceptions where, like, if one quote unquote world class player goes to another team where they have a world class player in his position, he, that kind of negates it. But for the rest of them, it applies. And it's like, don't like the Sun go and displace. Like, if he goes to Real Madrid next season, yeah, is he holding bench? Yes, he is. If he goes to um, Bayern Munich, is an argument if he's holding bench. Like the, mm. for me, it's he's not undeniable. Mm. He, in domestically, he's undeniable. Like, yeah, what he's done in the league, great. But you have to when you say world class, you're putting him in the pool of every player that plays, not does, only in Europe, around the world. And you, you can't tell me he's undeniable. The sun, the sun even start at Liverpool first. 
I do want to quickly put a disclaimer. I know I raised the question about your thoughts on Son. I didn't say he was like world class in it. No, of course. We're just we're just arguing the 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 mantle on him right now. Yeah. I just don't want the listeners thinking that Mm. I thought he is. Also, I kind of agree with um, Tony's description of everything up until the difference between world class and elite. I think elite is the pinnacle. So, like, if you're elite, you know, you're the top of the top. And then world class is, like, the players who, you know, for the most part, they're one of the best in their position and they can probably get into most teams in the world. Um, but they're just not there. They're just not him, if you get what I mean. Um, so, yeah, I wouldn't put some... Okay, by that, then, know, and that's fine, we can tackle that, but by that... You need now to give an example to, for people to digest it. So, how many footballers rank in the elite section? You don't have to name um, them; just say the numerical value, like amount. Very few for me. It would be less than less than seven. See, that's well. too many. I would agree with that, but it's too many for me. If you're said to if you wanted to put elite at the very top, world class underneath, for me, there's only two elite footballers. Maybe it's different now because people will start and say his season and whatnot. But if I said he said to me, "Oh, elite above world class," well, cool. Messi, Ronaldo, elite. Everyone else is below. Obviously, times has changed, so footballers, other footballers have now caught up to Messi, Ronaldo, and they're more human than they were inhuman. But like, let's say this is 2018. The metric would have been Messi, Ronaldo, elite. There's five footballers beneath them, six footballers beneath them at a world class. Everyone else is in the table up. That's the way I would see it from that perspective. But when you're now telling me there's six, seven, eight footballers that where I would you put Mbappe? Mbappe is world class. For me, like I said, Mbappe is undeniable. So he's world class. Okay. Like he, well, he's in that league. He's in that league. I don't rate Haaland as world class, but I rate Mbappe as world class. I think Mbappe shares a limelight with Van Dijk. They're two footballers that are undeniably gods at their at their craft at the moment what about Modric where are you putting him I know age is catching up a little bit but he's I mean it doesn't seem like it's affected him too much uh, the thing about Modric is because I'm trying to be unbiased now because we're on Baller's Corner if this is just me sitting in my bedroom telling you you people don't know Modric is my favourite midfielder Bro, he's world-class, man. He's not biased, bro. The guy he's my favourite midfielder. And I fought like hell with people. When he won the Ballon d'Or, people tried to tell me it was undeserved. I fought like hell. I'm telling you. Modric, is, yeah, go on then. Modric is world-class. Oh. I'll give it to you. But so, yeah, KDB? I'm straight biased because I love him to bits. What hmm? about KDB? Oh, fucking KDB. <laughs> I hate this. Because now we're getting closer get. towards the number seven, if you know what I mean. What about KDB? KDB, KDB. Uh, you Jeff, Jeff's trying to get us in trouble here, man. You see, you see KDB, yeah? You see KDB. I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm not going to lie. The new plate KDB compared to the old one is, is just not it. But it's not it, man. It, the, uh, the thing is, yeah, this is the thing. You can say whatever you want about KDB, but then you'll do stuff that he did against, like what he did against Wolves. But then you'll do... Like, what he did against Madrid. Yeah, that's the thing with him. I don't know where to put him. He's so hard to to, to judge. Like, and this is me looking past the numbers because I'm not going to lie. This new stand in the half space, cross it, instant assist sort of thing is great. But I'm trying to look at past that. And I'm saying, I I thought I'm going to get in trouble today, man. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know if he is right now. At this stage in his career, I don't know if he is because 
I don't know where people see like this ongoing like standard that he's got. I, I, it's gonna sound mad, but I'm slightly seeing regression to a degree in terms of like his overall game. Like, I, but is he still there? But he's adding more goals now. I mean, the assists have dropped, but this is his best scoring season in the Premier League ever. But, so, come back to him, man. Come back to him. Come back to him. Come I don't like talking about KDB because. It's not a thing of I dislike him. I appreciate his craft. I don't like the footballer he's become, though. And I just feel like he's the automatic choice. Like people always say, I heard today someone at work, right? No, it wasn't today. It was last week. Say that KDB should be nominated for a Ballon d'Or. And for the oh, life of me, I can't figure out why. This is what I mean by like, he's just the automatic member. Like People just pick KDB for player of the year. Um for nonsense and it's just like why I don't get what the fuss is about okay Benzema then 100% he's been world class since 08 bro Uh, are you going based off Tony's description of world class as in the top 7 or 8 or my description as in the the tier below elite nah just the way um, the way Tony would talk about Modric in his own room is how I talk about Benzema, bro. Benzema could do no no wrong in my eyes, bro, on the football pitch. I, but, I want to say something controversial, though. Go on. I don't think there's any nine on planet Earth that's world-class, in my opinion. No, but he's... Uh, listen, you see, when it comes to Benzema, yeah, this is what I, I, I say. You see, in his generation, yeah, I'll say his generation being a striker, like, there's only two that I, I would say, like... If you say Lewandowski, oh, my God. Bro, bro, you know me. You know me, bro. You know me. Don't do not do that. Don't do that. There's only two that I'll ever name yet, and I'll, I'll, I'll always say Benzema, Suarez, bro. And... This is, this is why we're boys. This is why we're friends. Go on. Bro, they're the only... T- Listen, you can show me 50, 60 goals. I don't care. You can show me Bundesliga goals, and they can say he's the third top scoring Champions League. It's great, whatever. But... Watching them, like you said, go back to the itis, bro. Benzema and, and Suarez, yeah, are so effective, even when not being the main man in the team, bro. Like, there's... Oh, no, no, no. And the level of, like, what they can do with the ball, like, the the the, the, the magic, the, the, the unpredictability, like, it's... Like, Benzema's killing guys without actually touching the ball bro look at the movement That's Suarez. Suarez Suarez the brain is, Suarez is like and I should hate him I'm a United fan he played for Liverpool he's killed us more times than I can remember but I can't deny greatness like Suarez is sensational like I don't think people understand how brazy Suarez is like first of all what he did to, to Liverpool what he did in the Premier League was a disgrace then he went to Spain and what he did there was a disgrace like 20 is 15, 16. How oh, is he not bro. nominated? How is he not nominated for a Ballon d'Or for that? How? Or oh, even on the podium, like but Tony, Tony, <laughs> we're even talking about prime, like it's peak of his ability. Sorry, look at him even last season, bro. For Atletico Madrid team, that's not the most fluid, bro. Firing them to a, a league title, bro. These 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 feats here can only be done by the cream of the crop. They always talk about oh, if if Ronaldo or Messi goes to this team, would he, would they elevate them? He went to Atletico Madrid and elevated them, bro. Like this is this is a 
a, a gargantuan footballer, bro. I, I, Unbelievable. And and for me, I believe. Obviously, I don't um, tap in with the foreign media as much, like in terms of the articles written in Spain, Germany, Italy, France, all these. Uh, France a little bit more actually, but I believe our view, well, not our, our personally, but the the UK's view of world class players is a lot of proximity bias because here's the thing uh, and if we're gonna let's circle back to Sun for a second this conversation that came back and everyone's like going well you guys said he wasn't world class he's this and that and they were talking top five wingers and Tony said Insigne right right and people were laughing and I was like but you don't watch Insigne week in week out like and they're in the same boat they both won fuck all Mm. at, at their teams so What's your reasoning for saying, outside of numbers, what's your reason for saying Insigne isn't a top five winger, but Son is? That's, that's proximity bias, no? So now you're talking about the world-class conversation. It just has to be, whoever you see week in, week out, has to be a world-class player. But the guy who's playing in France or playing in Spain or playing in Germany can't be because, well, they're quote-unquote farmers leagues and obviously you're going to score goals there and you're going to do this and that. But... I, I just don't agree. I it's feel like, like it's a lot of it's a lot of um, you can say football Twitter. You can also say internet. Like well, you got the YouTube channels that say they're tuning into foreign leagues, but they clearly just regurgitate every opinion in front of them by a Monday night football. Do you remember when Jamie Carragher was like, "I'd rather Sterling in my team than Neymar," and everyone just simultaneously agreed with him? And it's just like, what kind of blasphemy is this? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So, interject is Neymar in you lot's world class list? Silly question, bro. Listen, look at the header on the Twitter, bro. <laughs> okay, so then we've got Neymar, we've got Mbappe, yeah, we've got Messi, Ronaldo, Van Dyke, Modric, Benzema. No, Kate I didn't class Benzema, it ends there. Those last two don't mention them. I said there's about six. And if I wanted whoa, to, whoa, if whoa. I went through, if I went throughout the whole list again, certain man would get dropped out any anymore. Anyway, the for me, like I always said, the <laughs> definition is the core, there isn't that many. I personally, this is also going to be a controversial one. I don't think Messi and Ronaldo are even in it anymore, personally. Oh, no, of course. But the thing is, yeah, as long as them man uh, are living and breathing, they're always going to be the standard bearers for what exists in football right now, isn't it? So, yeah, of course. For, for me, that's why certain names, even like when we say like Modric, like obviously I could throw like Busquets in there and stuff like that. Like, they're, they're the world class of Maybe like the cutoff point was like 2018 or 2019. That they, they were the world class, like, and now obviously there's the new school, but I don't think there's enough players that have displaced the old school. Most of them, do you know what I'm saying? Like, even Messi, they're saying what well, he's got like four league goals, but he's the top assistant in, in, in League One. But people will just look at it and say, well, he went from scoring 60 goals to scoring four goals or whatever it is. But now, I'm looking at the level of play, I've watched. Like highlights of just his, like he's, you know, like in game highlights of Messi versus da da da, and it's all his touches and what he was doing. And the level of play is still so high. The brain is there, the passing is there. Okay, yeah. the finishing's been off this year, but I've not seen anything elsewhere that's said, you know what, let me drop Messi down a tier now and throw this guy in there. But we're just so eager to usher out the old generation that we're just going to start throwing names in there. Like I'm seeing Harlan's name in World Class Comes for what? You're a nine who scores goals. <laughs> yeah, trust me. 
You don't do anything else. You are nine who scores goals. And now he's going to come to City. And eventually, he's going to get to the stage where he's scoring 30, 40 goals for them and they figure out how to work him out in this system. But And then they're going to force me to accept that. But I'm looking at him thinking, I've seen Suarez with my own two eyes. I've seen Benzema with my own two eyes. I'm not... The goals are nice and they're going to fire you to league titles, maybe even Champions League. But I'm not moved. And Mbappe moved me. And I think that's why, I think that's why, just to end on that, that's what I mean. Like, yeah, they're going to call us old for this, but we have seen gunmen play football. We grew up in the Cacas, the Ronaldinho's, the R9s, the, the, um, them and there. Like, we saw Zidane, we saw Zidane with arthritis take apart the best Brazil team ever. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like, maybe not ever, but of, of like the boys from Brazil, the, the Samba boys, the 02 to 06 team, like, Zidane was 36 and he dismantled that on his own. We've seen Thierry Henry, who doesn't even get much flowers when you actually think about it for what he actually accomplished individually playing for Arsenal. And then you're trying to tell me, human son. Tony, Tony, you know what I'm mad about it as well. Listen, when we look out through our history yeah, of like, let's say in our lifetime, and gunmen don't win Ballon d'Ors. No. Like, shooters don't. Yes, I know Messi and Ronaldo scored bags and bags of goals and one Ballon d'Or but they're the exception to the rule like mm. that's why people are confused when they're saying like well that season when Henri scored 30 goals 20 assists or whatever it is but um, Nedved Nedved won the, the, the Ballon d'Or or Ronaldinho was picking up Ballon because they, they were the best footballers in the world in that year or deemed to be the best footballers it's never just been about putting the ball in the goal so when you tell me human son and even like I'll even take it as far as Salah as wide men and you're saying to me goals and I'm like this is what we've gotten to we just want to start giving gunmen the top of the top because they're putting the ball in the goal and that there ladies and gentlemen is the exact same reasoning to why Modric deserves it in 2018 you see what Corral just said right there that's me dying on hills for people that want to listen to that because they thought Messi, because I think Messi scored 55 or something in that season, would have fought Ronaldo because he carried Real Madrid apparently to a Champions League final that season, even though he was he was dog shit against Liverpool. Um, that's the reason. You get me? Like, was it Liverpool? Yeah, the final. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, that the reason there is why. And they're trying to say that Ballon d'Or's lost metric now, right? And you know what? It has because it started rewarding people with GA. Right, back in those days, back in our day, like footballers won the Ballon d'Or because they were the best footballers. Full stop. Stats did not matter. So when you are now seeing footballers back then, or you saw the footballers back then, and you're seeing footballers now, this is why we a lot we always say football dropped off a cliff because maybe because tactics has become too inner and, and freedom stopped. We're not too sure what's happened, but the game is tainted. The game is fixated on stats. The game that has robbed a lot of footballers from, from, you know, creative freedom. Look at KDB. He's bleeding. <laughs> Do you get me? And when I say bleeding, it's not like he's playing dead because obviously it's worked out well for him. But like you said, this this second mark of KDB compared to what he was at Werder Bremen, boy, we missed out on something juicy. We missed out on some flamboyant stuff like... KDB, if it was a KDB for Werder Bremen play for my city right now, only God knows what we could have been got, getting. Like, you can't tell me this man is this man when I've seen that man as that man. Imagine, like, imagine if Didier Drogba played in this generation, bro. Oh, he'd be finished. You can't tell me about Haaland then. Imagine if, 
I don't even think he's... Remember, we, we had a conversation about Wayne Rooney, right? And what I said is what I said. Imagine Wayne Rooney in his generation, bro. You can't tell me about Phil Foden. Do you get me? Like, I respect Phil Foden as well, but... It's, nah, it's not even it's a... I, 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 Messi and Ronaldo have just tainted everything. Like, you know, output is preferred to technical brilliance and... David Trezeguet would be one of the best strikers on planet Earth in this generation, bro. Bro, but the <laughs> thing is, yeah, you see Messi and Ronaldo, yeah, like, it, let me even use Messi specifically. Um, Messi scored a bag of goals, right? And yes, the output is what, like, made people think that's what wins you Ballon d'Ors. But Messi is the type of player that Barcelona could win 4-0. He didn't score, but he was influential. Like, Iniesta touching podiums. Look at his numbers. Not always high assists or anything, but it's the influence in the game. And I feel like when we're judging players yeah, nowadays, because, again, we're going with, like, um, we've got sofa score, we've got all these apps, transfer market, all this stuff where we can just pick up the numbers that people are putting up. It's very easy to turn around and just go, yeah, these are world-class figures. But what's the context behind that, behind those numbers? Because... Albeit, like, I would say at this point, Son has had a more consistent season than Salah, right? Right. But if yep. Salah now scores five against um, Southampton on uh, tomorrow, I think it's tomorrow or Wednesday, or whenever this comes out this week, uh, the penultimate game of the season wins the Ballon d'Or. I mean, not the Ballon d'Or, the Golden Boot. People will look at that and go, that's another Golden Boot. Wow, what a season he's put together. But the guy's been missing since Christmas. So that's we don't contextualize the numbers that we that we that that we have. We don't look and say, well, okay, this player finished with 16 goals, but they scored 11 by November. Where were they for the rest of the season? Even in terms of looking at winning goals, like you could score 20 goals, but they're all like for example, Mares. I've seen a lot of talk on Mares recently, and the goals he's been scoring for Man City, like he's got a nice amount, a fair amount. But none of them are like the the match winner or the first goal in the game and stuff like that. It's all our uh, City were winning 3 0 and then Mara's got a goal. City were winning already and then Mara or he was like stat padding sort of thing. So I think yeah. it is interesting because context will be very important in these conversations. Like I remember also seeing stuff about um just before Hazard left, there was this table from 2012 to when he left in 2019, Hazard had won the most points for Chelsea. More points, he had won more points for Chelsea than Van Persie had won for like Arsenal and United and Aguero had won for City and all of like the best players had won for their clubs. So even though Hazard wasn't scoring week in, week out and he would go through, you know, these patches where he's not scoring, he just the best player on the pitch regardless like he's creating a lot he was still scoring important goals and I feel like that is like a separate conversation to be had about how important these goals actually are because I mean getting 20 goals but none of them actually mean anything is way way less better than getting let's say 10 but they're all game winning goals 
or they but, all goals to put you ahead or the equalizers. But that's the thing. Like, oh, sorry, sorry, if... sorry, sorry. I, I, sorry, Karel. Just hold that thought. Go on. Does anyone care? Like, let's no, no. I'm not in the sense of what you just said, Jeff. But like, are you a better player if you scored a goal that won a game, or does it make you does it make you a better player for scoring a match winning goal or for just scoring a goal at any minute of the game? I don't buy this whole like oh this player is clutch oh my god he's called a loss but I don't care no but it's it's not obviously there's players that can listen like if we're going off that then Divo Carigi is one of the best players in the world isn't it but I'm yeah. saying I'm saying in the sense of it's very easy to score the fifth and sixth goal in a six 0 win it's very easy to score the fourth goal in that in that same game or whatever it is but it's I feel like to be in that bracket yeah especially as a forward player, you have to be a player that wins matches, isn't it? So, even if your team wins 6-0, if you open the scoring, you opened up that game, you opened the floodgates, you made it happen. If your team wins 2-1 and you scored the equaliser or you scored the the, the winning goal, it's not necessarily like the be-all on end-all, but you have to have that ability or something, that USP that can win your team a game. Virgil van Dijk's not the best because he just is a good defender, bro. It's the fact that he he can make a, a striker look like useless. That's his Just USP. His he doesn't yeah. struggle, bro. Man, man's coming. The the the, man, the bun hasn't moved. The gel is still intact, bro. He's I think... wearing Under Armour in 30, 30 degrees weather, and he's not sweating, bro. That that's that's what the I'm saying. is the best because it's what he what he showcased against Musa Sissoko. Remember when he played Tottenham. Yeah, we're in the position to hand the title over. Well, I don't want to say hand the title over, but they were going to end Liverpool's unbeaten record. And everyone said it's Misa Sosoko, but if you replay that clip, Sosoko picks up the ball on the halfway line, Van Dyke's back pedaling, and man saying, You know what? Yeah, I'm going to make you panic. Like, yeah. it's probably. I'll take it on your weaker side as well. And That's on your weaker side. No, but. Yeah, bro. Like, <laughs> that for me is the best piece of defending I've seen in a long time in the Premier League but what I want to say ideally is the reason why I just generally don't care is because when you get this footballer that okay I hear it footballers to be known as the best right need to have that match winning element I get it but you also create the Gareth Bale chasm when you do it because the one the one the two situations where I think back to you know, this happening is obviously you said Divock Origi already, but Gareth Bale in the 2014 Champions League final, right? We you rewatched that 120, all 120 minutes of that game. Bale is he does he's he wasn't as bad as Ronaldo, but he wasn't great either. Do you get me? Yeah. The three footballers making that game tick was Benzema, obviously, Di Maria, who who stole the show. And you know what? For um who was it for a Fletco? Um I want to say Yannick Carrasco, but I don't think that's true. Anyway, or otherwise I'm getting the finals mixed up. But like, that's that's Di Maria's final. That was his game. That was him dropping a 15 out of 10. And because Bale scored the goal that made it 2-1. It's, no, not, but, it's actually Bale's final. It's the same as Bale's crazy goal in the Copa del Rey, right? No, but t- Tony, you see you see what you're saying? is That's what I, I agree with what you're saying. And I... And and when I say that, obviously, like we can contextualize it because we watch the game. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. But I do look at it in the sense of like just consistently making the difference. It doesn't necessarily have to be scoring the winning goal or whatever. But I'm saying goal numbers can be inflated 
through stat padding, bro. Like, not stat padding necessarily, because obviously, got, like, I, I kind of don't believe in stat padding, because if you're in front of goal, what are you going to do? Not score. But it, it's like the statement you made at the beginning. This player scores goals, but what do they actually mean? So yeah. there is there is a thing of scoring meaningful goals. I'm not saying in top, it doesn't even have to be against the top six. I don't like that word. It could be against Norwich for all I care. But if it's an important goal that you're scoring, I'm seeing more value in what you're doing because it, it, it's you're showing me, okay, right, your team was in the in, in the mud, but you dragged them out. It could be yeah. with a dribble. It could be with your passing. It could be with your defending if you're a defender. It could be something. And and it, it for me, that's the mark of a top, top level player. Just you can yes, make the difference in however you can. This is why for me the match winning goal doesn't matter too much because although I get what you're saying, Bale did that with his goal again in the Copa del Rey final and in the Champions League final. But when you look at it from the, from what I've been trying to say, and ideally also what you've what you've um mentioned, if 2018 World Cup hasn't did that, I want to say against Brazil or was it against Japan? It was one Brazil. game. Was it Brazil? Well, Hazard. Hazard. Wait, what are you, what are yeah, you talking yeah. about? Having a great performance? Brazil. No, Hazard single-handedly won Belgium that game, but they didn't score in it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's Brazil, Brazil. I don't think he assisted in it either, but he was so good. He even played like an orthodox wing-back. It was weird. He was like him, the position that he played, like Vertonghen was a left-back, but Vertonghen didn't push up, but he needed to, Hazard needed to track back to, to just to double, just do you know what I mean like, and his performance in that game, he carried Belgium, but he didn't score. I don't think he assisted either. That is what my definition of clutch. Yeah. So the, but that's what that's what I'm saying. Yeah. The the goal aspect is a like a it's a fraction of it. But that's what I'm trying to say. You have to be able to make the difference in games. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You don't have to score. You don't have to assist. Make the difference if you if if you can score in that game. And you do, that's bravo. Like you made the difference. But even when you keep when you go back to the um Bale example, I'm sure it's Di Maria who assisted it anyway. But it Di Maria made the difference in that game. Yeah. And that is a world-class performance. Now, world-class player, different conversation, but that's a world-class performance. Hazard against Brazil, world-class performance. My issue is now with how we view fo- football, and I'm going back to the goal thing, is a, a player could score four goals in the game, five goals, and it'll be like that's world class. Yeah. Are we contextualizing the goal? Are, is that actually the best performance on the pitch, or did this he just the do the thing that went on the scoreboard? Yeah, because that's the issue. With, because in I, today's game, do you yeah. know what I mean? There's, it is all about stats, all about output. If you're having a conversation with someone, they're going to go and transfer market and say, "No, nah, but he got this amount of goals and this amount of goals, this um, assist this season." So it means. He's like a great player. Like, for example, I use the example of Mahrez, yeah. He's got 24 goals this season. I don't know where from. Exactly. But then if someone was to bring up the argument of, ah, oh, like, Mahrez has got 24 goals and nine assists in 46 games and not all of them were starts and this, this, that. And, you know, he's not even the main man in City. Ah, oh, he's one of the best. You're just going to be like, what? Mm. But because of the stats... They, they think they have an argument, do you know what I mean? Because it's all about output now. It's all about, like, what numbers you put on the boards. And that's that's my issue with, um, you know, you have to be talking about 
if they score the first goal or if they score like an important goal because otherwise Mars is gonna get away with murder basically. I know he scored against Madrid. That's all I can remember. Yeah. Like if if that's it, if I can only remember one of his twenty four goals, then he's that's the issue because he's gonna. That's what he's, I remember as well. <laughs> yeah, and he's always in them conversations. Obviously, he's by City fans, but they always pushing for. Oh no, Mars is doing the same thing as Salah. Mars is like, no, that's not the case. But um, I quickly want to take it back to Son. So we've agreed he's you know not world class. He's not in the elite and that's fair enough but would you guys define him as a purple patch player like do you think Son is at that level now where you know he's he's just consistent he scores and you know it's not to say he's going to score once every game or once every other game but he scores consistently enough for him to have lost that tag that he previously had or do you still think that tag still lingers over his head of being a purple patch player, yeah, I just I don't think you can remove a tag in one season. To be honest, like I've seen it a couple times, a few times, but and this season, fair play to him. Like output wise, he's been consistent. Like we're gonna stick to output, but I I'm one of those people. I need a big enough sample size. I need to see a couple years, three years of of you doing something because it's like. How can I put it? it? For example, let me use like Bruno, right? The numbers were mad. Everyone was going off the numbers of saying, yeah, assist, he's doing all this stuff, right? This season... Who wasn't? Who wasn't, Jeff? That's Correll. Who wasn't impressed despite the numbers when you first came? Just, just declare it to everyone, please. You. Thank you. Thank I'm, you. I wasn't either. But I'm saying now Ronaldo's come... None of us were, to be honest. He's not doing his thing numbers-wise. Like, do we hold him by the same standard of when he first came, or are we just saying like, do you know what I mean? That's like how like I feel like we, as a football community, we need to start putting sample sizes on everything, and we need we need it to be a few years. Like, for example, like uh, another one would be like, say Hazard at Real Madrid, right? There's context to injuries and whatever, right? But he's not the player that left Chelsea. He's been gone for like three seasons. We haven't seen anything from him really. Now you can say, if you want to say he's done at the top, he's finished player, this, that. I can't argue, it's three years. But people want to like change narratives off one. If he's a purple patch player, and he's, if you're trying to say he's not a purple patch player, tell me that at the end of next season. Let's see what comes of it. Because with anyone, um, you said before we started recording, um, Harry Kane, yeah? how long did Harry Kane have doubters for before everyone sat down and said, you know what? He is what he is. How long did Mo Salah have to do what he's been doing before people said he is what he is? No, I do agree. But I'm also wondering if um, these players have to have done it to that extent. So Salah, I mean, was literally shattering the Premier League record and Kane was getting, you know, 25 goals and then also at least 10 assists. And he was like you know, this creative force. He he just adapted really well. He kind of changed up his game and whatnot. I, I wouldn't say Son is at that level, but I do think, you know, he's shown enough over the last few seasons where 
He's at least getting 10 assists and 10 goals. And, you know, he's... I feel like he just added a lot more to to his game. Like, if when I watch him, it's not just, you know, the runs in behind. I think he's quite good technically. Uh, obviously, we both... We all know about, like, his both-footedness and his, you know, finishing, composure in front of goal. And, um, you know, I wouldn't say... Spurs have had the like the most attacking of managers recently, but I mean they have had to you know face teams who get plenty of men behind the ball and break that down. And you know he'll come up with answers. Him and Kane will come up with answers. So I'm not saying you know he's at that level of Salah because I, I agree with the Kane thing. I thought when Kane first came, oh like he's playing well whatnot, how long is this going to last? Because he had had a stint in the Premier League before. He had he had been at Leicester. He had been at so many different places and not shown me too much. And then, I mean, he came and he started scoring and he's been scoring ever since. Like, he's he's the person that looks to be breaking Alan Shearer's record. But, yeah, I just don't know if with these things, it's it's a time sort of okay, we're going to put time on it because there's guys like Vinicius who's stepped up this season like crazy. There's guys like Nkunku who's stepped up this season like crazy. I don't think Haaland has even been doing it for um, three years. But I do think these guys will like all be in them conversations where like we're not, we're not saying it's a purple patch anymore. We're just saying it's growth. With Vinicius, I think it's growth rather than him being just like him having a great season. With Nkunku, I think his growth. And with Son, he's, you know, not the same age as these guys. But we always do say progression in football is not linear. Maybe Son's finally found that consistency because over the last few seasons, like he's been he's been good. He's like he's been getting consistent goals and assists all the time. Yeah, I mean I guess what I'd say to that is obviously you you could say it's probably it could be similar to like the Sterling thing where he obviously he's always been a good player, but the recognition came properly when he started scoring goals like a few few seasons ago, and that's fair enough if it is. But if people believe he's a purple patch player and they've seen it, I think you still have to do a lot more than one year because the people you're comparing it to is young inconsistent players. Um, where that's expected, like you're still inexperienced, you don't have enough games under your belt to to really manage your level of performance week in, week out, and then they finally do work it out. In Sun's cases, although yes, age is not everything, we've got enough of a sample size of you as a player to say you're X, Y, and Z. Now, if you're changing the narrative, give us a bit more. Like it should be no issue to ask for a bit more. It's as though, like, we have to say, yes, you are now, in the hopes, what, in the expectation that next season is not going to be as good or he's not going to be anywhere near this level. If that's his level now, my hope is that he'll be able to maintain it and then we can shut our mouths and go, well, I, I, he was, but now he's not. He, he's, he's undeniable, but he's, he's not there now. And that's my main argument, that he's just not there yet. Tony, what do you think? Do you think he's done enough? Like, and what do you think about the 
purple patch tag in general like on these footballers i think purple patch is kind of a harsh thing to say um i know i like to say it sometimes but the actual when you actually say it the meaning of it is kind of quite harsh um because what purple patch means is he has a good run of form and it disappears the rest of the season isn't that to an extent 90 percent of footballers of this generation anyway um I think so. Wait, wait, Tony. But not when it's based on, like, you're a player that's based on output or the argument is based on output. Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, look at um, look at Gundogan, for example. That season, we were saying for time, oh, like, yeah, he's decent, but we don't rate him, like, that highly. But people waiting until he scored all those goals. Um, was it last season? Last season. Last season. He scored 30. For people to be like, look at him. He's cold. He's this percent broke. He scored more goals last season than I think he scored in total at Dortmund and up to that point for City. Mm. Well, you're saying that's a recognition of his elevation because he's added goal scoring to his game. What about this season? We didn't mm. see it again. Mm. So, so, yeah, yeah I, I agree with that. You're right. And like you said, but I also really agree with the growth part. Like, Son is slowly getting a better, becoming a better and better footballer every single year. You know, the output is starting to show for it, isn't it? And not only is the output growing, consistent game time is growing. Not game time, his consistent performances within games is growing. Um, his input, not only goal side, but his importance to the Tottenham team is not growing. He is now, him and Kane are now the more senior players. They're now, you know, the two players that every single manager is going to build a system around at Tottenham Hotspur. Um, so you can have both. It can be a situation where a footballer is growing but isn't world-class just because he's had a, by his, to his standard, a world-class season. That's something that Karaja said as well. Like last season, Gundogan scored 13 goals. So he added goals to a game and by his standard, he had a world-class season, but he's not world-class. Yeah. It can be both. Do you know what I mean? It's not, oh, wow, uh, Daddy Warbeck scored 30 this season, so he's world-class. No, he had a world-class season by his standard. He's not world-class. No, I, I do agree. I just think it's interesting because... Um, I hate to bring him up all the time, but I mean, he's just a really unique player, Lukaku. So before we signed uh, Chelsea, before Chelsea signed Lukaku, you know, you, you get all the Man United fans saying, nah, don't sign him. You know, he's going to score against the small clubs or he's going to score like six goals in six games. Then he's going to disappear for another five and whatnot. Would that then make Lukaku a purple patch player. At Inter, it was a bit more consistent. And, I mean, he had two good years over there and it helped change the narrative on him for the most part, I think. But then there, there were still these fans that essentially described him as a purple patch player. Obviously, Lukaku, this season... What, yeah. Lukaku, the situation, the stigma on Lukaku is sickening because he has scored goals everywhere he's been. West Brom at 19 years old, he scored 21. Um, Everton, when he went on loan in his first season, he scored that like 18. And then he signed permanently from Everton and he scored 90 goals or 80 goals for them. Like He was like top four in the all-time or top goal scorers. I may be wrong. I need to double-check that. But Because I, I definitely read it somewhere that he was close to the top of the list of the all-time top goal scorers. Then he goes to Man United and he scores 27 in his first season. And his second season wasn't great, but he still scores 16 and finishes top goal scorer. Goes into Milan and scores nine, uh, becomes the fastest player since R9 
to get to 50 Serie A goals, second to Ronaldo, sorry, um, and then comes back and has a poorish season because a football club isn't playing to his strengths. How is that a purple patch footballer? You're talking nonsense. He's done it before, 120 PR goals. Like, this is someone that has clearly shown output. But because he's been a bit of a banterman and be, because of what, a, a bad first touch is an easy feeling to get towards, People are trying to tell me, oh, Inter Milan was a purple patch. Take a look at yourselves. Bro, listen. Take a look at... The guys that they say is the best player in this league, his first touch is below average in this league, bro. I'll be real with you. I don't want to hear the first touch thing, bro, because when, when it comes... To, oh, I'm going to get passionate again, bro. This Lukaku guy, man, touches my spirit. But what I'm going to... Listen, Lukaku, like Tony said, whatever you want to say, Anderlecht, Everton, West Brom, Inter Milan, first season at United, was scoring goals. He was scoring goals. Now, he's not scoring goals. But I can't say it's purple patch because it's not like, even when he was scoring goals at Chelsea this season, it wasn't good form. He was making the most out of very little. Now the little became even I less. Yeah. And, and, and it's, it was like, that start of the season was a purple patch. No. There's times where you can see, and this is where I say, this is where world-class ability comes in. To make the most out of little and still like score or make things happen and win you games is a big sign, but it's not sustainable. Like That should be like once every few games or every stretch of games where you're literally getting nothing, you score. Like um, You're a Chelsea fan as well, Jeff. You remember like Costa against um, West Brom where yeah. there was nothing going on in that game. And then he literally got one opportunity, which one, was even a hard one chance. He played himself, and yeah, yeah. So you, you can't use that as a stick to beat him. Yes, if he was like he was scoring goals at the start of the season, then he's missing like three chances a game, like three clear cut chances a game, and then and then scoring like seven games later. I would hear it, but it's not been that. And even at United, it was the same thing. When the team started stagnating, his service was stagnating as well, and his performance ultimately weren't looking the same. But he still managed to score, squeeze 27 goals out of that first season. Like, and the context of the second season is injuries. Bad health. Like, we, we can't keep doing this. When we talk about out, um, purple patch players, it's literally like you are a non-factor to your team. Regardless of what they're doing, you're a non-factor. But then you show up for like a stretch of five games. I, I, I don't think that applies to Lukaku. basically. Yeah. Pulisic hey. after lockdown is the perfect example yeah. of a purple patch. Because you haven't seen that before and you haven't seen it since. Yep. Yep. Um, 100%. And just to confirm as well, like, bro, footballers that have done it before, uh, bro, Lukaku's top, Chelsea top goal scorer and he's had an absolute stinker of a season. That says a lot about him as a, as, as a footballer. That's why I'm leaving it as that. Leave your stinky opinions like his touches and don't come near me. Do you get me? Because I don't even care if he's got a balloon touch. If he puts the ball in the back of the net more times than not, what's the problem? Do you get me? If you if you can still get, was it 15 this season, despite not playing, despite manager not playing to his strengths, I think that kind of tells you what type of footballer he is. But like Carell said, if you're a non-factor and you go on a crazy run, you know, like, bro... Can you have purple patch seasons as well? Because yes, I look at me. They call them. They call them one season wonders. You know, you have the meat shoes. You have yeah. um, 
would you call it? Um, in my personal opinion, William from 1516. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, you have, you know, Jesse Lingard, 1718. I like Lingard actually, technically. And he kind of did replicate it last year with West Ham, but I think that's probably the best you're going to get from him. Joe Willock at Newcastle last Joe season. Joe Willock at Newcastle last season. Yeah, exactly. That's a good one as well. Um, you know, Kulisevsky's under the radar at the moment. He's under the, he's under the spotlight at the moment. Um, and we're keeping a close eye on him because if you watch Kulisevsky at, at Juventus, um, yeah. <laughs> but this is what I'm saying. Like, you, know, you, know, you know what's mad, Tony? Yeah. I, I, don't, I know we're, we're trying to get to the end of this year, but you've actually just triggered something. Mm. That's how short span the, the memory of football fans that I come across are, bro. Because how can six months make your mind on a player? Yeah. Six months. Same thing with, like, and it applies, I think, in all aspects of football, bro. I was seeing at the end of last season, people were saying Tuchel's Chelsea's greatest ever manager. I was thinking, six That's months. Crazy. Six months. Like, this is how, like, I don't understand how the word greatest or best or top can come after a period of six months, bro. That's yeah. why I say the sample size has to be bigger because when you're seeing the guy who for six months or even one season did a madness, never do it again, you're going to look stupid for saying he was he was X, Y, and Z after that first bit. If you said, oh, I, I predict like, yeah, in a few years he can achieve this and that and he could be one of the best. That's one thing. But saying it, live oh in the moment is very very mad and there's a lot of prisoners of the moment and hopefully us as a collective on this ballers corner thing can can just shift narratives you know kind of broaden the the mindset and the the attitude and approach to how football is is viewed even if it's to one two people we've done our job because it's like we live in a fishbowl sometimes, man. And I'm, I'm, and, and Tony, Jeff, you will see all the time where we're in group chats together and stuff where a player will do one thing and we're getting at it. And I'm saying, yeah, yep. how is that going to change my opinion? Yes, he's having a good game. Yeah. I've seen nine months of nothing before this. Like, yep. come on now. And even one season, like Carl said at the very beginning, one season is enough. We need, we need consistency. Like, you can't stink for seven years, have one good year, and then try to tell me to forget for the seven years. Cough, cough, Luke Shaw. You are dead. <laughs> so, yeah, man. I think that's a, that's a lovely way to, to end it, lads. Um, yeah. Thank you for your, your help, helping us, you know, first of all, define, you know, the differences between elite, world-class helping us define what purple patch players are and yeah thank you for all the listeners who've made it this far we want to know your thoughts like do you think son is a purple patch player how long did it take for you to recognize that harry kane was world class rather than just a oh sorry world class in my definition not tony's definition um, yeah, how long did it take you to realise that Harry Kane was that guy and, you know, it wasn't just a rich vein of form, essentially? And, yeah, please interact with us. We are Ballers Corner. As always, find us on the social media platforms at B-A-L-L-R-S Corner. Well, I've got that. Bam, literally, brain fart. But, yeah, we've been... 
Carell, Tony, and myself, Jeff. And yeah, thank you for for listening. Hope to see you next time. Progression in football is not linear. Not linear. Cheers. Write it down, tattoo it on your skin, get it in the back of your car, get a picture of it, put it in your wallet, tell it to your mum, tell the world, paint it in your back garden. You know, I run out of other sayings as well. <laughs> cut, it, cut it in your grass, get it on the back of your phone, print, print it out. It's not linear. That's it, that's the motto. Cheers, I tell your wife and your girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Dench, what you smelling on man? When we pull up, can you really step with gang? When we pull up, do you step and flesh with man? When we pull up, these bodies they be loving the gang. When we pull up, great.